David. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you saying it so creepily? <laughs> it's spooky season. Um, I've become that guy. I've become a Twitter Karen. Uh-oh. What did you do now? It wasn't me. It's I've I've learned that if you complain about things on Twitter, companies will get back to you a lot faster. Um, I had a, an incident not that long ago with a, a little company called Skip the Dishes where like our food took almost two and a half hours to show up and they offered us a 50% coupon for our next order. I was like, no, I want my money back. This is like soggy. Like this is awful. Well, what did you order though? Like two subs. Okay. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Like the bread was like soggy anyways. So that happened. And then I was having a, a tiff with Amazon and sure enough, me and my mighty pen went to Twitter and Amazon contacted me and we had a resolution within minutes. Hold on. What was your tip with Amazon? So the one of the many delivery people that they have, um, one company, I'm not going to name it, but they are too lazy to bring the items into the building. So they just left the package at the door without even coming through the sliding doors. Mm-hmm. And they took a picture of the pile. And then Amazon was just like, Oh, yeah, the driver said that um, they took a picture and they didn't have your thing in there, but they posted the picture anyways. We're like, okay. They're like, yeah, it could be still marked as like received. This took us six days to resolve something that we order on a regular basis. So it's like um, a push item through Amazon. Right. So like go two weeks later, we finally get an issued refund because the next order was coming out of our account. We were so mad because they like they just kept deflecting it, saying like, oh, no, this is impossible. These people would never do this, that or the other thing. Mm-hmm. But the delivery companies like legitimately telling us that it was like they took a photo of something else and just posted it there anyways. So what did they do, though? Uh, they ended up fully refunding us our item. And that's all we asked for, asked for because they weren't going to resend us the item on the re- subscription. We just went out to the store and bought it. Uh, OK, it's just cheaper on Amazon than going to the store. You know what's even cheaper than buying anything on Amazon? What's that? This episode of the Sino Screen Podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Sino Screen Podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast, where we talk about everything and anything we want because we're in charge. Yeah, we hope you like it. This is <laughs> our show and you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, we're sorry. Please tell us how we can make it better. Please. <laughs> What's up? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, it's uh, been quite the quite the week. Not quite really. The week in, indeed. And doesn't it like I was sitting at work today and somebody's like, wow. You're 50% through your monthly budget and going over all these things with me. And I was just like, come again. I'm sorry. What? Like the month is almost over. It's two weeks before Halloween and it does not feel like Halloween outside at all. Hell on Monday it was like 31 degrees. And uh, it really kind of contrasted to me because I, I was playing Warzone the other night and the battle pass is like 56 days. 
And as you guys know, I like to play Call of Duty and I'll be playing Vanguard with everybody else. And we were, I was sitting there and I was like, Jesus, this is weird. Like the new map isn't going to start anytime soon. And they posted like, oh yeah, it'll drop late year. And the battle pass is like, again, 56 days. That's odd. Battle pass like ends in December. 56 days from now is like almost Christmas. That is messed up. We are so close to the end of the year. You know what I cannot wait for? If you say eggy milk, you already bought some. I already bought egg milk, eggy milk. Uh, no, I cannot wait for, what is it, November 7th or 14th? November 7th or 14th. Both dates don't really Hold resonate on. with me. Why? November, November 7th. That's when daylight saving times ends. Maybe Means that it for- makes it for pretty much year dark year round uh but we get an extra hour of sleep and oh my god i'm so tired like every day i just live in a perpetual state of tiredness tired tiredness i don't know like we had a long weekend last weekend right it was the canadian thanksgiving for the, our american listeners uh that is where we celebrate asking uh the original uh, landowners of Canada politely to take their land and claim it as their own. Huh. As opposed to the American Thanksgiving where they celebrate taking the pilgrim or the, the native American land and claiming it as their own. See, we yeah, that John Isaac. Wayne guy was really all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we had our thanks American thanks or Canadian Thanksgiving uh, in October when it makes sense. Cause you know, it's like, right when fall time season is right. November is like too close to winter. That's dinner before dessert is what I always say. When's the thanks. When's the American Thanksgiving. That's like November. The second last weekend of November. Cause it's always black Friday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this has been a short work week, which was really nice. Do you hear that in the background? That was a car being rude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a short work week that does not feel like a short work week. No, oh my god! Like my, Tuesday felt like totally felt like a Monday, but uh, you know what? This has been a good week though because we had a lot of game drops. So many, some that we've been waiting forever for. Um, on the weekend, the long weekend, there was the Battlefield twenty forty two open beta. It was rather short. If you had pre-ordered the game or if you had Game Pass Ultimate or maybe just Game Pass in general, you got early access to it. So you could have played the beta from October 6th to the 9th. Um, but if you just did not want to pre-order the game or if you didn't have Game Pass, it was only from the 8th to the 9th. So both Sean and I played that. Sean's a little upset with me about that one, though. Well, that's because you were like, yeah, yeah let's play Battlefield. And then you're like, oh, I'm watching Squid Game. It's like, OK, fine. I'll play by myself. Um, this 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 whole Game Pass theory is just really perpetual. Like, I think Battlefield's going to drop on Battle Pass. There's no confirmation, but I you, think it's possible. You think it's going to drop on Game Pass, you mean? That's what I said, did I not? You, you said Battle Pass. Oh, well, they'll have a Battle Pass or something. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> but there's enough evidence behind it that, that makes me kind of think, you know what? Maybe, maybe they uh, take advantage of... The fact that, hey, if our game's free, we can benefit from microtransactions. 
because Call of Duty will outsell us like they do every year. Well, I, I don't know. It's uh, I think it will eventually show up on there because it'll be part of EA Play. I think it's going to be a launch title, man. But it would be. See, the thing is, is EA Play is also on PlayStation. You can sign up for it on PlayStation and you can sign up for it on uh, on PC or I guess it's origin access or origin. Yep. I don't know on PC. So you can still play those things. Actually, hold on. I have to double check if it's on PlayStation. I thought you're, it was. You're, you're drowning yourself, man. Um, anyways, so yeah, EA plays on PlayStation. So in order for them to put Battlefield 2042 on Game Pass, it would have to be part of the EA play uh, library, which then would require it to be open for PlayStation users and PC. And I can't see EA doing that, especially for a game of this uh, scale. I don't know. There, there's part of me that thinks there's a, there's an opportunity here to win a market that they don't have. Because let, let's call a spade a spade here. Okay, spades a spade. Sorry, I, I was like trying to think of how I would make this <laughs> argument. Call of Duty has been advertising the shit out of Vanguard since it's been announced. If you play Warzone, Warzone is being refreshed for the first time in two years. Not just like for Dansk, it's like everything. Everything will be Vanguard. That's a huge selling point to the people who are pouring money into battle passes for this game. So they're already looking at the numbers that they have in Warzone and be like, yeah, we'll sell this game to maybe 70% of the people playing. Because there are going to be some people, like some of the people I play with, they didn't buy Black Ops, but they still play Warzone every night. That's your choice. Mm -hmm. EA has to look at this being like, okay, we have, if, correct me if I'm wrong, a free Battle Royale coming out, right? You don't need the core game for the Battle Royale. For? Battlefield. I don't know. I haven't, uh, like, I'm not sure on that one. This is, again, why I think it's going to happen. Or at least if you make it EA Play. But the the amount of people who are excited about Battlefield that I talk to versus people who are excited about another Call of Duty, and I say another and preface it, you know you're getting a new Call of Duty game every year. Battlefield comes out, what, once every three, four years? There's not enough hype to this game. The, uh, the biggest streamer... I'm going to hold that thought for one second. DICE has confirmed that Battlefield 2042 will not feature a Battle Royale mode at launch. Well, then they, they're fucked. <laughs> there will be a standard uh, all-out warfare, so the standard Battlefield multiplayer hazard zone, so high-stakes gameplay, and a Battlefield portal, whatever that means. Oh, the portal is like where they have the Battlefield stuff from across all of the uh, all the games. I don't know. I think Battlefield, Battlefield has its hardcore fan base. It's 100% not the same or it's not as big as Call of Duty um, because I think in part the gameplay is is much different. Battlefield is less running gun. Like it still has that aspect to it, but Call of Duty is very much like the running gun arcade style shooter, right? Whereas Battlefield has never been that. I don't know. Like we'll talk about the beta in a second and like how it, felt and how it played but there, there's just part of me that's like I, I i i can't help but wonder if ea has to make a move like this 
for it to compete this holiday season. There's already so many games coming out. And this one, to me anyways, like I said to my other half the other day, because like we have other things that we're trying to line up for costs and stuff. And she's like, are you buying any games uh, for the rest of the year? And I'm like, in all honesty, probably just Call of Duty. I know you, like myself and her, are going to pick up Mario Party. But there's no real intention of buying anything in November or December. I might like sneak in Toy Soldiers there or something. Mm-hmm. But the $79 budget for a game... I'm only going to buy one because I know for a fact one of three things will happen to Battlefield really in, like quickly. It'll be pushed on EA Play to develop the fan base. It's going to be put or it's going to be dropped in price substantially. If you remember how Hardline went or how Battlefield, what was it, one well, went? Hardline wasn't <clears throat> as well received as uh, other Battlefield games in the series. But Battlefield 1 also did poorly. Battlefield 1 actually did fairly good at launch because it was Battlefield 1 was one of the first modern or like next gen as in before the PS5 and Xbox Series X were out Uh uh, battle or first person shooter. You know, like they went back to the World War One, which I think a lot of people there was a lot of fatigue from the Call of Duty franchise of the jetpacks and all the futuristic stuff. Right. So Battlefield one, I think it launched and I think it was very, fairly successful for its launch, but it sales kind of plateaued fairly quickly. Um, And then it's always been like this, you know, Call of Duty Activision releases another Call of Duty and then you get a slew of players that go and play it. The game becomes like a bestseller. Right. Uh, And I don't know. I, I think this Battlefield, because like, I have a few friends that they, yeah, they, they play Call of Duty, but we've played Battlefield more than Call of Duty together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's just a completely different type of gameplay. But I honestly, I'm going to have to disagree with um, with your opinion, though, thinking that it's going to show up on EA Play or Game Pass fairly quickly. I think 100% it will probably be discounted. But just if you look at when it's supposed to come out um, and that's like right around the holiday season, right? Like it, when is the release date? Um, Mid-November, I believe. Mid-November, right? Um, so it's it's going to be right before Christmas. When does um, Vanguard come out? November, it's either 5th or 14th. Okay, so I honestly think that both of those games are going to have sales at, of some sort. Whether it be like ten or twenty bucks at most, I think both of them are going to have sales because they're both in release in November, and their EA and Activision are both banking on those holiday sales. Like they're, you know, Call of Duty is a surefire easy game for you know grandma and grandpa to pick up because they know that their kid plays the the shooter, but for for the diehard fans. And I think the people who are maybe not necessarily more, not to say more well informed, but I think who are less likely to just purchase based off an impulse, you know, like, Oh, tell me what game little Johnny wants. And then the salesperson's like, okay, buy call of duty just because that's all the salesperson knows. I think for people who are more informed um, about their purchases, 
they're going to be able to make a informed decision on which one to buy. Will Battlefield have a deeper discount than Call of Duty? Um, I think so. But I don't think that it's going to... Well, it's also a completely different type of game. Vanguard has a single-player campaign still, right? Yep. Whereas oh, actually, Battle- I'm not sure. Let me check. Because uh, I know Black Ops did. Yeah, uh, Cold War had uh, a single-player campaign. Um, and Battlefield 2042 is online multiplayer only. There's no campaign mode. There is a campaign tri- uh, for Vanguard. Yeah. So... Um, for people who want that like large scale multiplayer that isn't battle royale, then I think Battlefield's going to be your way to go. Um, like I'm not a I'm not but, a huge but, fan of the battle royale games. I uh, I enjoy the large scale battlefield games. But I think this is where you're you're mistaking or you're making a mistake because for something like Vanguard, right? Warzone still exists. That's a free standalone game. And mm-hmm. if you buy the battle pass, you get the weapons that are from the game. Like you don't have to go into the core game to unlock them. You get them. Vanguard standalone is going to be multiplayer and story. If you're buying Vanguard, you're buying it to enhance your call of duty experience, playing the core Vanguard or like Warzone's free. Yeah. This is where I think that Warzone being free will sell copies of Vanguard. No Battle Royale being free for Battlefield or no multiplayer option like All at War or something for Battlefield being free at launch will not sell copies because people want. But can you unlock, can you unlock, say like right now, can you unlock uh, guns and stuff like that from uh, Cold War in Warzone if you don't own Cold War? Yes. So there is no need to buy Vanguard to unlock the weapons and skins and shit from Vanguard in Warzone if you can just get it in the game regardless. Yeah, it's just like the speed you want to do stuff. If you want to play core and hone your skills, fair. If you want to, like some things are hard to unlock in a game of Warzone, like getting three kills through smoke. You can do that in a core game very easily. So it's like it's both. I, I, I honestly can't see a free version, free to play, you know, easily downloadable game pushing sales of a another game just for the campaign and a standalone multiplayer. If you like if you are in, excuse me, if you are enjoying the Warzone multiplayer and you haven't already purchased Call of Duty Cold War to play the Cold War multiplayer, like just the standalone Call of Duty multiplayer. I I don't see someone buying Vanguard just for the multiplayer because they're playing Warzone. Yeah. Right? Whereas if you look at Battlefield 2042, it is online multiplayer only. It's the classic Battlefield, like large scale. Well, actually Call of Duty tried to do that have like the large scale conquest style multiplayer maps with with uh, um, vehicles and, and whatnot. And then that didn't do very well. And it progressed to what is now Warzone because Battle Royales, that's what that's what is all the fad right now. Um, 
with Battlefront, though, especially on the PlayStation 5, PC, and Xbox Series X, you can now play the multiplayer with 128 players online, which is massive. And it's not Battle Royale, so you don't have to, you know, games can actually last a significant amount of time. Right? Um, I, I honestly don't know. I think they are two completely different games kind of aimed like they're obviously both aimed towards people who like first person shooters. But if you like Warzone, if you like the battle battle Royale games, you're just going to keep playing Warzone. If you have the, the money to spend that you just want to unlock the stuff from Vanguard just by purchasing the game, then you're going to spend the money on the game. Otherwise I, I, I don't see people going out to buy Vanguard just to unlock stuff in Warzone especially if you can unlock it by buying a battle pass. That makes sense. Right. But if you want a new experience, if you want to play the new uh, all out warfare, that is battlefield 2042, then you have to buy that game because they don't have a free mode. They don't have a battle battle Royale mode, which you know what I'm actually totally okay with because there's so many battle Royale games out there. There's Fortnite, there's Warzone, there's paladins, there's, um, probably roblox i don't know <laughs> but there's there's is a Paladin's ton. a battle royale or is it just it, a, uh, it is now it used to be a um I thought it was pvp it used to be a um a game like uh like team fortress you know like two teams of versus um or like like valerian right but then i they they rebuilt the game and it's a battle royale interesting because i played paladins when it was more pvp um, like you know, two teams against each other, but then uh, they shut it down and relaunched it as a battle royale. I don't know. I I can. This is going to be an interesting case study for future uh, <laughs> generations. So let's get into what you liked about the beta versus not, because I I have one massive complaint that overshadows all my other complaints. All right. Well, what is it? Uh, you couldn't play if you were playing on Xbox Series X or Series S. And your friend had an Xbox One. You couldn't play with them. Um, and that that was a turn off. Turn maybe, off. Maybe maybe just for the beta. I just said not no crossplay uh, available, and we're all using Xbox Live. It ruined like a night for a lot of us because two no of us problem. had it and two I, of us didn't. I was playing with crossplay enabled. You could not have played with an uh, a standard Xbox. Well, I was playing with people on PC. I guess that worked, but it would not let us play. Like one of our buddies has just an Xbox. Mm-hmm. One S, I believe, and it was not compatible for our lobbies. I also found, well, for me anyways, uh, some of the, the sudden movements, you'd get flickering on the, the right or the left, the left side of the screen, like a, a black kind of pain. But mm, okay. I thought the game was kind of fun. The repelling looked a little weird. I mean, the ropes kind of were all over the place, but mm-hmm. the shooting was good. The gun mechanics were good. The physics felt all right. Sniping is far too easy. Please fix that EA. Like, it should not be that easy. Um, overall, though, I thought it was a, a pretty fun experience. I think um, I think because there, it was just the beta for... Um, no, because if they had it on Solon theirs... So in order to play with each other 
in the fu- full game, you would have to, I think you would have to limit your game size to, I think, 64 players online because the only consoles that support 128 players is the PlayStation 5 and the Series X. So that's probably why. If you if you had loaded it up on your Xbox One X, you probably would have been able to play with them because it would have defaulted to that uh, lower uh, game size. Yeah, but it was a shooter, so I play shooters on the good monitor. And that's that. It's so much work to just unplug a console and <laughs> swap the cables, but well, it is where I have it plugged in. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I found that the gameplay was well. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I thought that um, just for what it was, because obviously there was no real unlocks or anything like that. Um, you know, it, gameplay felt fine. Uh, there was one. <laughs> one situation where I think I was in a tank. Yeah, I was in a tank and I uh, flipped the tank over upside down and I got stuck in the map. And so then when I exited the tank, I was now below the map, but I was swimming. Oh no. So I could swim pretty much anywhere from one end of the map to the other. No one could see me, but I could shoot people. (laughs) It was so funny, actually. Um, But then I would get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm just trying to jump through the map and I couldn't jump through the map. So I had to um, I had to uh, kill myself, essentially. I had to respawn. So that was really the only bug that I ran into. Um, I think flights, controls and all that stuff like they're. They're not too bad. Um, I got a pretty good hang of flying some of the uh, the jets. The helicopters are kind of annoying. Um, the helicopters were hella hard to fly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Overall, I thought it was... I, I was happy with it. Like, I enjoyed it. It wasn't frustrating. Um, I know that there's people that were significantly better than I was. Um, I had no idea, really, because this was... If you remember the, the demo, or sorry, the, the uh, trailer... They showed like the maps with the rocket launch and all that stuff, right? Remember? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so yes. this was that map. So at some point that rocket will launch and I, I had no idea what the actual goal was or like how to determine whether or not like what team launches a rocket or how to stop it or whatever. Who knows? Um, I'm sure that that will come to light in the full release. But for the most part, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It as someone who's played Battlefield 3, 4, 1, 5, you know, I, I, I'll probably pick it up. I didn't have any, like, con- uh, connection issues. I think that when I first launched it, because I had uh, played it, what was it, like, on the 6th? So, like, right when it started, I loaded it up, and I couldn't log in, but that was a common issue, and I'm sure that when the game f- officially releases... You know, there's going to be the same issues. People won't be able to uh, log into the servers. Yeah, the I, I think the the only thing that really kind of bothered me was when you were trying to like strafe left and right or like pivot. Like it did. It definitely felt like and it was a beta. So I understand. But like the the environment couldn't load fast enough. So it was just like a black flicker every once in a while. Interesting. But, I also uh, I wanted to blame my good friend Ray Tracing because he was probably at fault. 
Well, did you have that enabled? I, I didn't even know if that was a... I, did, I didn't even look. I just wanted to make the joke. E- oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was a, an option in there. I, I normally go through the options, like the settings, and yeah. I don't think I saw... I think the, the HDR was enabled, but uh, I don't know if they had ray tracing. Does the yeah. Xbox even support ray tracing? Yep. That's, that's what was killing Call of Duty in some aspects. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of EA games that are pretty much the same every year, um, or games that are always the same, finally played some NHL. uh, Okay. So same game, different, uh, number. Um, so last year, as you know, they didn't do any sort of series X or series S, um, like buff or next gen buff. The game Mm -hmm. definitely looks different. It looks very pretty. I got the mode that, uh, gives you both games. What do you mean? Um, so I bought the the dual package, essentially. I think it was... Uh, I have it for both Xbox and Box, Xbox Series X, just in case I want to play it in the living room. But it's, doesn't aren't Xbox games um, smart delivery? So you buy one and you can get the Xbox no. Series version? Or is EA doing what uh, Activision did with Call of Duty? EA is being EA. Oh. That sucks. You spent more money on a game that's going to eventually go on, uh, go for free, like really quickly. I buy this game every year. I know. Um, and I make fun of you every year for it. <laughs> some of the mechanics were well overdue. The X Factor thing was huge. What is so, the X Factor thing? X Factors are like player super skills. Madden's been doing it okay. for years. FIFA's been doing it for years. And NHL was like, oh, hey, now we got an idea. Let's do this. Interesting. So, what like how does the game look different though? It it looks cleaner, crisper, graphic bump. The colors are a little bit more vibrant. It definitely feels like you're finally getting like last game. Last year's game didn't look like an upgrade. This year's game looks like it. It has like a, a visual upgrade. It's like you know when you crack a new phone out of the box and you think every video looks better. That's what that looked like. Okay, but then like eventually you'll be like, oh, this is just the same game. <laughs> Yeah, 4K is really just high definition. It is. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, is there is there like a story mode? Because I know like uh, what is it? Uh, Madden has like that that story mode. So I haven't they- explored. I played a few games, just uh, regular. I didn't have a lot of time to kind of like get into the crux of the game or pull my pack, like my card packs or anything. So, truthfully speaking, I've I've just ventured into the lobby. I played the the ye old ready to start mode. Okay, you know? so what team did you play as? Well, if you must know, I played as the Tampa Bay Lightning because I refused to play as the Montreal Canadiens. Why? Essentially, you just redo the Stanley Cup final. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Who won the Stanley Cup finals? Um, Tampa Bay. So you wanted to just repeat history? Yeah, I hate Montreal. Why? Because they suck and I hate them and I'm a Leaf fan, so... Oh, yeah, that that'll explain it. <laughs> yeah, boo, Montreal. You suck. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Uh, what else came out? I, f- I feel like I'm in the world's worst interview because you're asking me about the game that I've like just started. I will definitely give you guys more insight next week. Yeah, you know, t- find out if there's a story mode. I want to know. There's be a pro mode. I just I, I wonder if it's going to be like the last be a pro where you have like this weird like you don't. There's, they really don't put a lot of money into the story, so you just get drafted, and then you like 
all your meetings with the coach are just so lame. So I'm ho- I hope there's a good story. Yeah. Speaking of good story. Yes. Back for Blood came out. Yeah. Were you able to play it? Because I've tried to play it twice since launch and both of them servers were full. Uh, no, I have not played it. <laughs> I played the beta and it was buggy as hell. It was frustrating. Um, but what was it on, on Tuesday, on October 12th, Back for Blood launched. Uh, and this one, unlike Battlefield 2042, is free on uh, Game Pass. So you don't have to actually buy the game to play it if you have a Game Pass subscription. This is pretty much Left for Dead, but a reskin and some updates because they add cards. And I... Do not know if there are microtransactions in the game. Um, My quick perusing of the Reddits indicate that nobody's really outraged. um, Yeah, no, there's no really like hot or cold. It's just like, yay, we got a game that we can play around Halloween. You want to know a game that's playership is going to drop in two weeks? This one. Yeah, like. I guess there's no cooperative mode. Like the whole game is a co-op, right? This is true. But uh, there's no co-op specifically. Right? Like everyone just the same thing with Left 4 Dead had that problem. If you play with random people, like the, they just kill stuff and then steal as much loot as they can. And I know that with Back for Blood, there is a, a heavier emphasis on like a loot system. And their stupid card system. Um, yeah, I didn't really quite understand the the uh, the card system in there. Like it, it unlocks skills or something like that. Um, but yeah, it. I don't know. Like it, I didn't. I haven't heard anything about it all week. Yeah. Um. Even the guys I usually play with, we were supposed to play the other night, didn't play because. Everybody was kind of like all over the place and then nobody really like downloaded it. It's like, oh, yeah, that came out. It's almost like a forgetful launch. I think that's a problem with Game Pass. Because we're so accustomed to games, especially Microsoft like published or um, yeah, Microsoft published games or games that from studios that they own or or even games that they're just trying to promote heavily. Because we're so accustomed to these games just showing up on Game Pass, there's not that excitement of going out and buying a game on launch day, you know, pre-ordering a game, going to EB Games, Best Buy, Walmart, wherever, and buying that game at launch, going home. Yeah, there's no hype anymore at all. Because it's just like, oh, okay, cool. This game's out, you know, 12 minutes. Remember that game? Yeah. Totally forgot that it came out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I told you it like I messaged you after I was done. Like what? Right. So I I think that's one downfall with uh, with Game Pass. But uh, yeah, like you know the the general comments that I have uh, seen online is like you know there's some people who are just for some reason just wanting the game to fail, so they're just bitching about it, or they dislike. Um, I think what Turtle Rock Studios made evolve, right? I believe so. Um, which was a yeah, Turtle Rock Studios made the game evolve, which was a four player like co op, like 4v1. You know, you're fighting this weird 
this creature. Um, the game didn't do very well. Um, and there's people that are bitter about that for some reason. Um, people are bitter about the fact that Back for Blood is pretty much Left for Dead. But it's the same company that made Left for Dead. Like, who cares? Um, I don't know. But for the most part, people have been saying that it's it's a lot of fun. I'm hoping uh, this weekend to sit down and play it a little bit more. You know, get more acquaintanced. Acquaintanced? Acquaintance? <laughs> Acquainted? <laughs> Acquaintanced to uh, the game. Maybe we could... Maybe we could dive in together, load up the headsets, and I don't kill, know. Kill some I'm going to be pretty busy playing NHL. Yeah, this is true. And I'm still working on the Avengers now that I finally have it up and loaded onto my my Xbox, and it's it's been pretty fun so far. I'm not going to lie; I thought the story was going to be kind of lame, but it's kind of good. I like it. Well, yeah. Free on Game Pass, <laughs> and you get all the expansions. Does it come? Yeah, really? the the Wakanda Forever ones on it too. Is that one that was a was that a free expansion? That was a DLC. Yeah, like but was it free? Uh, I don't, I don't believe was, so. I don't know if that was a paid paid DLC or not. I don't know. Uh, how far did you get in the game? I have just um, I, I was just the Hulk, and we were trying to find Jar- uh, the the hard drive of Jarvis. Uh, yeah, so before the show, you said you probably played bef- more than I. Yep, that's true. You have. I mean, if if the uh, if a game has more than two hours of gameplay, David has probably not gotten. <laughs> well, that far. in my defense, I was playing it when it was released on PlayStation Now, and I had downloaded it and started it, and it was only a few weeks before they had removed it from the library. So I didn't have much time to actually play it. Um, and I thought about ins- I Actually, you know what? I think I did install it on my Xbox. We can play co-op. Do they have co-op? Maybe. When does uh, Avengers or not Avengers um, Guardians of the Galaxy come out? That comes out next in month, November sometime. So uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that one. It'll be interesting to compare the two games because Guardians of the Galaxy, that's not Square Enix, is it? Uh, wait, isn't it Square Enix or it's the, um, because Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the comparisons. I think there was more hype. There was a lot of hype for Guardians or sorry, Marvel's Avengers, uh, until E3 and they showed the trailers and stuff like that. But it, well, a lot of the hype died off when the main character was Camilla Khan or Ms. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah, that's true. But also people were really upset because this was right after uh, Endgame, right? Or yeah, Endgame when yeah. it was announced. So people were like, oh, my God, like we want to play as Tony Stark and like Robert Downey Jr. And um and there's Chris no Hemingworth character like and, and all that stuff, right? So people are annoyed with that. Um, I still don't like how Thor sounds like a pirate. It's not like he's saying "yar," but he pretty he has like a piratey piratey accent. Fair. You don't hear that? Not really. Okay. Well. Um. 
let's let's get on to our final topic here. This is something that's uh, near and dear to David's heart, especially because he doesn't pay for Netflix anymore, or he doesn't get well, free I, Netflix anymore. Yeah, I never paid for it to begin with. It finally happened, David. What what happened in your email the other day? Uh, I got an email from Disney. That's and Dan. <laughs> uh, Disney, I know that we had talked about this a little while ago. Disney had announced that they were increasing the price of Disney Plus. It was going up. So I finally got an email from them because I guess, you know what? This is actually quite interesting that instead of sending an email out to everyone right when they announced the price increase, it seems based off of the timing that I got this email, it seems that they're sending emails out to people when they are due for renewal on their yearly subscription. So like if you paid monthly, you would have gotten a notice before your next month's payment was due. But because I pay yearly uh, and mine renews next month, I got an email from them saying, we hope you're enjoying the entertainment on Disney plus, including all the new TV series, blah, 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 blah. If you have an active Disney Plus subscription, your Disney Plus subscription will be billed and continue at a new annual price of $119.99 on your next payment date on or after August 23rd, 2021. So uh, it went up up $30 Canadian. Yeah. That is a significant price jump. And I know we've talked about this, but still, like when it's actually happening, that is still a significant price jump for uh, a service and i know that netflix you know netflix the highest price tier is uh, like 19 bucks a month they don't have an annual subscription method correct i i don't think they do i think it's still uh, i think it's only monthly if there was a yearly cost that would get it lower i would pay that in a heartbeat exactly right um so the highest tiered uh payment or the highest tiered cost for Netflix is $19 a month Canadian and that gets you four streams uh, 4k uh, video quality right so but for Disney plus which originally I I paid 90 bucks um, for the year they by default allow four streams and all video quality up to 4k that's all inclusive, right? So the price increase puts it to what? Just over 11 bucks a month. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think $89 year one of Disney plus was adequate last year for the amount of extra content we got. $89 was an underpayment for the year for what we were getting. And now I think it's like leveled out a little bit because the content now that they have star and all these like Disney plus exclusives Mm -hmm. or originals or whatever the hell they're called. Disney plus is a far better platform than Netflix, especially now. And like we were looking at it the other day, we're considering canceling Netflix because all the things we rewatch constantly on Netflix are on star. Do you know how I met your mother? Um, the new girl. It's always sunny in Philadelphia scrubs, mm-hmm. the league. They're all on Disney plus. Why wouldn't you just watch everything there? Like there's yeah. literally no reason to have Netflix. So like that Aside first from some original stuff, the first year of Disney plus the 90 bucks, I feel was, it was a stretch, you know, um, unless you wanted all those Disney movies digitally. Well, the thing is, is that's really all that they had though, right? They had only Disney content 
and it was a lot of like their older movies um and they had a slow trickle of newer content but a lot of it wasn't things that really appealed to me or my significant other right but i I split the cost between uh, my sister and my brother so it it made it easier to swallow um but that first year price point was kind of like okay it's it's a little much for a streaming service that we don't know if we're gonna like but we knew that there were plans to bring stuff to it you know marvel star wars and and the acquisition of star just completely came out of nowhere as well right but that's that was after disney bought fox which so am i upset about this price increase no because if you look at the the cost for a year of netflix that is uh $228 $228 a year. And now that Ontario or now that Canada requires taxes to be paid on digital subscriptions and stuff like that, digital purchases, you know, you're paying uh, just over $250 a year for uh, Netflix versus 135 and change for Disney plus. Um, we honestly watch more on Disney plus than we did on Netflix. Now, granted Netflix does have a lot more foreign films and TV shows and stuff like that. She who shall not be named likes to watch a lot of Korean shows. Right. Oh yeah. Clearly. I hear there's a very popular Korean show out there <laughs> yeah. right now. We'll, we'll get into that, but I'm just saying, uh, when we were, um, getting Netflix through my, uh, my birth givers, um <laughs> you loafed but go on um she ended up using that a lot for watching you know korean shows uh disney plus doesn't really have m- much in the way of korean sitcoms or dramas and whatnot so she does kind of miss that aspect of netflix but if you look at the content the over the last few years netflix has been losing a lot of you know major motion pictures that things that would show up in theaters or you know hollywood films they're losing their exclusivities netflix never really had like quick quick i guess you'd call it like rental time frames for um movies like they wouldn't get a lot of stuff right away mm-hmm. and you'd always get super excited when you saw something come up on netflix you'd be like oh this is amazing i can't believe it's here yeah, but well, Disney Plus, you expect like Black Widow and um, Free Guy. Forty-five days after their theater release, boom, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Shang Chi well, comes out next week. Apparently, the thing is though is is that like aside from you know Disney can do that is because those are Disney movies, but Netflix over the last you know f- five plus years have been getting less and less blockbuster films on there because they're putting more money into their Netflix originals. And I'm not saying that their Netflix originals are bad because they have some amazing movies that were just funded by Netflix. So they are considered Netflix films, just like um, Apple TV has some of their movies. Have you seen Greyhound? Uh, The Tom Hanks one, Tom Hanks one. 
Uh, I believe I have. Yes. So that so. was originally uh, supposed to come out on in theaters, but due to the pandemic, it kept being delayed and delayed and delayed. Apple decided to um, publish publish it. So it now is technically a Apple Plus movie, so you can watch it on there. Phenomenal film, amazing movie, and it's unfortunate that it's on a platform that I am not bashing Apple TV, but I don't think it is as popular as Disney Plus. Uh, there, there's a reason or it's Amazon free Prime for Apple users. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so with Netflix not having a lot of the blockbuster films and a lot of that stuff going to Disney Plus because now Disney owns um, Fox and Star Network, you know, it's the things that Am or Netflix is releasing is pretty good. But some of the like, well, the Tomorrow War, that was a big hype. There's a big hype for that movie. And it was just kind of disappointing. Man, you hate that movie. I don't. Yeah, I do hate it. But I'm just saying it's 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 a prime example of a movie that there was a lot of hype for. And a lot of people just dis- didn't like it. But there's I'm not also- saying that there's people that that like if you did like it, that you were wrong for liking it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it was a film that came out on Netflix that was a Netflix original that had hype that had a pretty good cast and it just kind of fell flat. Like, let, let, let me, let me, I don't know. I think to, the tomorrow war was very well advertised because of the company that made it like you're going to Amazon has so much money that they can advertise literally everywhere they want. And it doesn't cost them a penny. Well, it, it doesn't put them into the red, right? Netflix doesn't really have that luxury anymore because they've had to scale back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their original stuff is paying the bills, but how how many subscriptions do you need when six people are on the same account? Like they're eventually going to start losing money. They just they're finishing a movie right now with Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot. That can't be a cheap movie. No, but that movie also is coming to theaters because I saw the trailer for that um, before seeing James Bond. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, what's that movie called? Red Notice? I, I don't know. But yeah, they showed a trailer for that. It was said in select theaters and Netflix or whatever. And I just also want to touch on uh, Amazon Prime, like Prime Video. You know, it's 70 bucks for the year because you get uh, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you get Prime Video in there. And I have found on Prime Video more current or more new release Hollywood films on there than any other platform that you don't have to pay for. Correct. Interesting. Which is, yeah, which like, you know, there's, and like granted some of these movies that I'm going to mention have been released in the past, like came out a while ago, but the lighthouse, remember that black and white film with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Uh, That movie was on there. Uh, Marksman. You know, another um, Liam Neeson movie where he uh, kills a bunch of people. It, it um, had John Wick 3 and Angel Has Fallen right after release. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, what was that one that I'm having a huge brain for now? Anyway, it's like what, what I'm trying to get to at is that Amazon Prime, like Prime Video, has a ton of fairly new release Hollywood films in comparison to Netflix and and uh, Disney Plus, like Disney Plus seems to be focusing mostly on their Disney Plus originals and getting things that 
like their non like huge budget stuff is going to be, be released on star network. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, like if, if you have to decide on which streaming platform to have, like if you had to have two between Apple TV, Netflix, Disney plus and prime video. Um, and I know those aren't the only ones there's Hulu, there's crave, there's all those other ones. I still honestly think that Disney plus and, and um, Prime Video, having both of those together is less than having uh, having to pay for Netflix, and you can still stream to up to four screens and have 4K video on those. Yeah, right. The the I mean, when we're looking at it now, and Christmas is always the tough one because we've been talking about cutting Netflix for a little bit, but we don't necessarily want to because there's some things that you just get to keep. And there's like Netflix does have those like those specials and those one offs or even like some of their new programming, which is just phenomenal. But you need 18 different streaming services for five good Christmas movies. Like it makes no sense. It's spread too thin across everything. So probably in the new year, we'll cut one package and it might be Netflix because I don't see myself cutting Disney because Disney's just becoming so good. Like mm-hmm. it will be the strongest streamer by the end of 2022, especially at the rate they're putting their own movies up and they're pulling star stuff. Yeah. And, and with the amount of Marvel stuff and star Wars stuff, like two of their biggest franchises getting exclusive content on there and not just like cheap stuff. Like these are high quality productions that are going on there at no additional cost. You know, I, as much as I hate Disney being the the massive company that it is and owning pretty much everything, they are the Amazon of the entertainment industry. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. They are. It's it, everything's going to be Disney at some point. Which, I don't, I don't see how it's a super flaw. If they were smart, they would combine with another service and just buy out their stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the 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 first day that Netflix started taking a dive was the moment that they were told in 2017 that Disney Plus was becoming a thing. Yeah, and I think those that that first year, what they got actually within the first year they they had a projection of let's just like throw a number out. I'm just gonna say they had a projection of five million subscribers within the first six months. They doubled that in the same amount of time. Wasn't it like four months? It was something stupid. Yeah, it was dumb, right? Uh, and I can see for anyone who is on the fence about it, especially around Christmas time, I can see that being a um, there'd be a lot of signups for for Disney Plus. I'm surprised that there's not uh, like gift card for like year subscriptions for Disney Plus because if they were to advertise that, I feel like um, that would be a uh, a very well gifted Christmas gift this year. I think so too, but it could be like any other subscription service where they're like, Oh, um, you already have a, a subscription. You can't use this with this. Like yeah. Spotify cards. So stupid. Yeah. But we want to know what you think about these price increases. Um, some of the games that we played, do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Are you excited to hear our thoughts on battlefield and NHL next week or not battlefield? We talked about both of them. <laughs> Back for blood in our <laughs> NHL gameplay um, next week when we've uh, dived into these games a little bit more. 
let us know in the comments where you can find them. And obviously keep finding us on your favorite podcatcher. But for myself and David. That's me. We will catch you on our next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.